Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into a special Christmas edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, it is uh, the couple days before Christmas, so if you have not finished shopping, gentlemen, this is for you. You have two days left. You have Sunday and Monday. Do not, do not, do not wait last minute. Get it done now. Uh, Your significant other, your wife, girlfriend, cousin, whoever you're buying for uh, will thank you because uh you're being prepared so guys two days left get out there get your shopping done bonnie is all of your christmas shopping done i did i did it all last night big mistake the malls were packed i really hated my life but i got it all done and i got home without murdering anybody so fantastic but yeah so i'm all done and wrapped and i wrapped them all oh wow I, i am done and ready to go yeah well, uh, my family is uh, headed to Central Oregon on vacation. They left this morning. I will leave tomorrow. Uh, and currently, I'm staring at the gifts that I have purchased that definitely are not wrapped. And I will not wrap them until I make the trek over the mountains tomorrow. But uh, I would say 99% of my shopping is done. I might see what I can find once I get over there. Um, yeah. In my family, we draw names, which I am highly opposed to. But I don't want to cause a rift, so I just go with it. So we get one other adult member of the family. So I'm currently purchasing for my new sister-in-law, which is great. Um, So my brother has given me the suggestions of things she wants. So we've taken care of that. However, I still feel like I need to maybe get one more thing. So we will see. Um, Took care of the mom. But again, you see something like, ah, mom would like that. So you kind of have to get it. Um, So, you know, again, like I said, 99% done, but I'm close. And if I decide that I'm done... I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I support that. And I support the name drawing thing. If the family's huge, you can't afford to buy for everybody. So I support the the name drawing thing. Yeah, I I, I get it. I'm just, for me, it's just like, you know, it's, it's Christmas. You should be able to get something for anybody you feel like you need to. Like, listen, my niece and my nephew who are in, you know, third grade, they're going to, you know, make out like bandits. Uh, And I got (laughs) them both really, really cool technology stuff that they can build and learn. You know, my brand new nephew, who is just about a year, who just turned a year old, again, going to make out like bandits. And then I have to, of course, buy something for my mom. So it's like, okay, I'm already having to buy for X amount of people. Why not just buy for everybody else? So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you're right. I think you're free to do whatever you want, but it's just taking the pressure off of other people by not having to buy for everybody. You know what I mean? That is true. That is very true. Um, I did get you a Christmas gift. However, it will not be here until mid-January so it will be in the mail at some point when I receive it so yay Merry Christmas to you but we will get to that as we get to the end of the show um Bonnie it's been a somewhat exciting weather week around here in the Pacific Northwest uh on Tuesday we had an EF2 tornado go through Port Orchard Washington which is just to the south of Seattle and Bonnie the storm wasn't even severe warned they had no idea it was coming, and lo and behold, poof, look, an EF2 tornado. 
I saw the video of that and I was like, wow, it didn't even, it, it didn't even look like a tornado in the video. If you didn't see the debris, you wouldn't have seen it. And there were people in that Walmart parking lot, not moving, still looking at it. And I'm just like, can y'all like back up or something? But you would think that you were looking at a video from more Oklahoma, looking at a tornado in the month of December. So I am just very impressed and jealous. Right. You know, and again, it's, it's December, it's mid December. You don't think, you know, that's the prime tornado time anywhere, but in the Pacific Northwest, as we get into this cold air, this is what's called a cold core funnel, and it became a cold core tornado, but it's not a severe worn storm. It wasn't a classic supercell. It was just one of those things where the ingredients came together. There was a very tight couplet. You got the cloud to drop. It created a tornado. It did a bunch of damage, hence the EF2 rating. But like I said, Bonnie, it was on the ground for five minutes, which is one or two radar scans. So even if they had seen it coming, chances are putting a warning out wouldn't have done much because five minutes later, the thing dissipated and, you know, the small little cell continued off to the east. But, you know, you're right. You look at some of the video and there's a lot of video. So, again, I'm so thankful that we have camera phones and people mm-hmm. carry these things with them all the time. They can get video, right? Most of the video you saw, you don't understand what it is. It was raining really hard that day. It was pretty windy regardless. A front had come through. So it was a typical wet winter northwest day. And then all of a sudden you see this lowering cloud and then poof, you see debris in the air. And you're just like, wow, you know what? Honestly, if you don't know what you're looking at, you don't know what it is. Yeah. And so some of the other video shot from other angles uh, out by the apartment complex that was hit. You could kind of see you understood. Okay, yeah, that's a tornado. But, you know, December Middle of December, it's cold. Nobody expected this. And the fact that you get an EF2 to do a lot of damage, which it did. It was on the ground for over uh, almost a mile and a half. Like we said, five minutes total. Uh, Wind speeds 120 to 130 miles an hour, according to the preliminary uh, damage assessment report from the National Weather Service Seattle office. But man, it's you're right. It you look and you're like, oh, this got to be Oklahoma or Texas or somewhere. And lo and behold, right. it's just south of Seattle. Well, and they don't get tornadoes regularly as it is, right? Much Correct. less in December. Right, and if we so. and if we do get them, they're very small. You know, EF zero, maybe an EF one if you're lucky. And so, meanwhile, we can't even get a snowflake over here. So I'm just <laughs> like, I don't understand. Has, has the climate switched or something? What's going on here? Because we have just been boring, no clouds in the sky, 50s for the past like week or so. Right. And, you know, and I know that you guys have a trough that's getting ready to dig through Oklahoma here in the next couple of days. And we will obviously get to that when we talk about our upcoming forecasts. But you're right. It's one of those. It's a role reversal. It's like, okay, you know, we should have mountain snow or even, you know, like low elevation snow, possibly somewhere between a 500 and a thousand feet throughout the winter. That's pretty typical for us. But to have a tornado, (laughs) you know, and do that type of damage is just it's a rarity. And, you know, one of the things that we look at here in the Northwest, and I had posted this on my Twitter page, because we have coast range mountains that block the flow and do a really good job of blocking that westerly flow, you start to get, and you see it specifically on the radar, where you have these areas of vorticity where a storm or a incoming pattern will rotate above these valleys that are in the coast range. So you basically get like this gap effect where... You know, wind comes in and it swirls because of the change in elevation 
and it just sits there and it creates like this horizontal tube and that's where you get all these shower activity and then storms will come into this they'll go through this they have some spin on it and then either they encounter an area of lift later on which then tilts that tube and that rotation and you get a funnel but it's just not the typical you know pattern that you see especially in the midwest where you have the supercell it's rotating by itself you know the instability is there this is you know the parameters are so so far and so different than what you guys see it's one of those things where it's like okay you literally have to know what to look for and even in that doesn't mean that you're going to see it just because the pattern is there does not mean you're going to see a funnel crowd or a possible small tornado and so you know like we said it, it was on the ground for five minutes that's one or two radar scans there's no way in the world you were going to see it even if you know you had advanced warning on it because it's just it's a pop-up storm basically exactly and you know and I love stuff like this because it's just like, it, it's just fascinating to me that it just takes, it's those little ingredients all coming together at the exact perfect time, no matter the conditions, no matter the spot on planet Earth. It just takes all those ingredients to come together for a split second to put something down and to put down an EF2 is, that's a pretty significant little tornado, you know, so that's pretty good. And it just goes to show that there is still so much not known about weather and that right. there is still, we just don't have a radar. We don't have a mesonet site on every square inch of the earth. So we just cannot possibly pick up every single thing that's going to happen. So I, I'm just fascinating to me. It just makes me love weather even more. No, I'm right there with you. And you know, the folks in Seattle had, you know, kind of part two to another crazy week. Um, the last couple of days they had a pretty decent windstorm go through. And so containers were knocked over at the port of Seattle. And as you got up toward Bellingham and then, uh, into South Canada and Vancouver Island, where, you know, they had a 978 low come in, which, you know, you kind of think of it compared to hurricane strength is not that impressive, but you know, for Pacific storm that is, and you had winds, you know, gusting to 75 miles an hour in, in major metropolitan areas. And of course, higher winds out on the coast, but um, you know, it's a very typical pattern now uh, out here on the West coast where we're in these things, where we get these strong waves and these strong storms that come through. Um, did you see the video from the storm where it basically, uh, it was sending like 40 foot waves into restaurants. It was breaking out windows and, all of a sudden, you know, your restaurant and that's on the ocean front is now flooded. Yes. And was that the video of that guy that got knocked down? That was one of the videos of the guys getting knocked down. Yeah. Where it's just, you know, yeah. you, you have these waves that come in all the way to the coast and, you know, they splash up against a seawall and then, you know, that water still has to go somewhere. And unfortunately, it finds a weak piece of glass, breaks it out. And all of a sudden your restaurant is now flooded. People are walking in areas where they shouldn't. They get swept off their feet. And it's just, you know, you know, the power of nature is, is really, truly incredible. And you see it, especially with water. And, you know, water is one of those elements that, you know, it's the deadliest form when it comes to hurricanes. It's the deadliest form when it comes to winter storms out here on the West Coast because people just don't understand that all it takes is a very, you know, a very few amounts of water to do significant damage. I mean, I believe a car can float away in three or four inches of water and, yeah. you know, heavy rushing water will take you off your feet. And at that point you're, you're kind of along for the ride. So yeah, it's just not good. It's just not good. But you know, we go from fire and water, you know, Pacific Northwest with volcanoes and 
earthquakes and winter storms to a video Bonnie that you had shared on social media about pollen being blown about in the wind coming out of trees. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I believe it was Texas that that video was from and it was cedar trees, I think. And man, it looked like just straight up dust and it was all this pollen. And I'm telling you, pollen is one of my big allergies. And so just watching that video, I was like, oh my gosh, I need a Claritin or a Zyrtec or something because just watching it was like, just made my nose run, you know? And so my eyes itch, but that was, that was crazy. And, you know, it just, it, just been mild around here lately and dry and always have wind of course over here around the midwest and so it just picked up all that pollen and just blew it but i'm glad that that was more in texas and not around me where i'm living (laughs) (laughs) right you know it's, it's funny out here in the northwest we worry about ragweed and grass and mold and that type of pollen but you're right during the summer months when it's dry and there's a slight breeze and trees are pollinating i mean it's not uncommon to walk out and find your car covered in it and, you know, yeah. th- thankfully I don't have allergies and knock on wood that I, I maintain that. But, man, I feel for those that do because I know it just makes life miserable. And, again, you know, I understand it's part of a process. But, man, when you see that video, I just sat back and I just started laughing. I was like, man, that's not good. You just don't need that right now. Yeah. And, and honestly, everyone's allergies have been giving them problems and it's been turning into sinus infections and things like that. And my allergies have been bothering me a little bit, but not a whole lot. And actually over the past few years, my allergies have, have calmed down a bit, honestly. And I'm not really sure why. I don't know if it's just growing up or age. I'm not sure what it is, but, but that video, I was just, whew, I was like, that is a lot of pollen. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Um, what are you? Uh, what are your forecasts looking like for Oklahoma as we go through this weekend and then uh, into the week of Christmas? Well, it looks like tonight maybe we might get a little, little bit of a wintry mix precipitation event tonight, but just I mean nothing significant, just a little bit. And then after Christmas, we're looking like a pretty decent um, amount of rain is supposed to fall, so that's good. But it's temperatures are going to be above freezing well above freezing so of course it's not going to be anything wintry but still we could always use the precipitation in whatever form it's in so i'm glad we're getting that rain and i always like it i like rain i like rain thunderstorms any anything than just plain sun so i'm pretty excited for some rain to come through next week that's good uh out here in the northwest we are looking at like I said, we've had these series of lows coming through, and so we're on an onshore flow. Highs are going to be in the mid-40s. Lows are going to be in the lower 30s. Um, no threat of low-elevation snow anywhere around the Pacific Northwest. Um, obviously, in the mountains, yes. Uh, when I travel over the Cascades tomorrow, there's supposed to be a pretty nasty little wave that goes through tonight that could drop anywhere from 6 to 12 inches of snow on the past level, so I'll be dealing with that tomorrow. Um, and then the place where we're, the family's going is about 5,000 feet in elevation. So they're supposed to have snow, which will be great. So hopefully, knock on wood, I have a white Christmas, a true white Christmas, uh, with actually yeah. snow falling that day. But even if I don't and there's snow on the ground, I'll still be happy. But um, temperatures are going to be in the mid-40s, like I said, lows in the lower 30s. And then uh, some of the miles are hitting at a pattern change where all of a sudden we're going to jump up into – Temperatures in the lower 50s with lows in the 40s. So um, a lot of the hardcore weather weather geeks out here are just like, oh, I know we just started meteorological winter, you know, what, 22 days ago. And 
uh, you know, autumnal winter or the winter equinox was, you know, what, two days ago or yesterday. And so, um, you know, they're all starting to claim, you know, put a fork in winter, it's over. And again, there's a lot of time left. But I think everybody here is so impatient when it wants snow that sometimes they're willing to basically jump off the ledge and be like, hey, uh, winter's over. You know, let's just bring on spring. Which, you know, they did that in hurricane season. And then hurricane season was like, nope, and gave us a few more. So really, it's like, don't throw in the towel yet. Like you said, there's plenty of time and there could be a pattern shift again. So yep. It's just being patient. That's the issue. And I have an issue with patience. So Exactly. And, you know, a lot of goes into the forecasts. Obviously, we're trying to figure out what El Nino is doing. Uh, we're yeah. kind of waiting to see what the Pacific Blob is doing. Uh, by all accounts with that, it's finally starting to die off. So maybe that will usher in some colder air uh, and get some more moisture support off the Pacific Ocean. Um, I would love to see, you know, kind of a, a true Arctic blast in the Northwest followed by some overrunning uh, moisture, which would be great. You know, I'd love to have another snow week where we have, you know, 18 inches of snow dropped on us. It's not likely and it's pretty rare, but still fun to see. So uh, at this point, I'm happy with just one to two to three inches of snow and give me a couple of those and I'll be happy. Yeah. Hey, I'm just happy with the rain we're getting. So, right. you know, what? it's, it's be grateful with what you got. Beggars can't be choosers. So. That is true. <laughs> that's true well bonnie i want to wish you a very merry christmas i appreciate you and everything you do for us here at b squared it's been a fun fun half year so far uh we're into like our 25th or 26th episode so you know six months in i think we are uh, having a lot of fun we're talking about a lot of really cool topics and uh i'm just generally thankful that you're part of this hey i'm thankful for everything you do too you you know you get this going and get it put together every week so thank you so much and i hope that you have a safe trip out to the fam tomorrow and you guys have a good christmas and i hope you get everything that you put on your santa wish list thank you and to all the listeners we really appreciate you guys without you guys we uh we wouldn't be doing this so we appreciate you listening every week i am bobby from oregon and i'm bonnie in oklahoma and we are going to wish you a very merry christmas we will talk to you guys next week Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody.